This is a Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles, presented by Tech One Designs, 204 Skate Shop, West Side Honda, Capital Motorsports, Golden Tire, and Trans Canada Motorsports out of Brandon, Manitoba. Motocross news from around the world. We're not experts, but we've got microphones. Check us out on the web at BigMXRadio.com. Welcome to the Big MX Podcast Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Tech One Designs, Capital Motorsports, Roar Port and Suspension Systems, Millennium Technologies, TransCanada Motorsports, Westside Honda, and Golden Tire. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, the 181 machine on the TPJ Teddy Park Experience rider, none other than Dustin Pipes. How's it going, Dustin? Hey, what's up? What's up, John? I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful uh, Monday night where uh, Hangtown is one behind us. Uh, you weren't able to, um, to participate. Uh, what was that injury that held you back? Um, um, yeah, actually, actually, I was coming off of off of a broken collarbone and a uh, and a um, uh, concussion off of um, uh, my wreck at uh, Daytona. Um, I just really didn't feel feel like I was feel like I was feel like I was up to speed yet for the um, my first round, so I decided to wait for the uh, second round, which is uh, one of my home tracks, and uh, I just wanted to go in and go in a place where I knew that I can go and go and get a uh, get a, a good finish. Excellent. Now, of course, uh, Teddy Parks he's not doing a, a full outdoor effort, um, so you you uh, you used his services. Throughout the uh, the Supercross season it was a successful season for you. Your first year on fly gear. Um, first of all, uh, what did you think of the gear, as well as what did you think of the whole program and what Teddy Parks brings to Supercross? Oh, it's uh, it's on um, my great Teddy is uh, Teddy is such great guys. He does um, uh, everything for us. He cooks dinner, sets it all up, uh, helps with the helps with the MS sponsors, and uh, getting me in some great gear, which is uh, fly and. Uh, Honestly, without him this year, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to do it. So um, uh, he's a uh, great, yeah, great guy and a uh, great guy for the sport. How did you get connected with the Teddy Parks Experience? It's a, it's a phenomenal uh, establishment that he's developed over a number of years. Uh, it was very professional that he gets you guys into the fly gear. He, you guys, I understand that you share VP gas. Um, you have uh, brakes from Galfer, you have W wheels, you name it. You got a great setup on that Suzuki of yours. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he actually, um, uh, he actually uh, stepped up uh, just a, a ton of stuff for, for um, uh, all of his riders. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I actually got set up with him last year during the end of um, uh, SX, Weston Pipes and um, uh, Addy and Not. Uh, they both kind of, uh, they both kind of told me that I need to go over there, and um, that um, uh, he was a great guy. And I ended up going over there for the last, I think, four or five rounds. And then uh, after that, I've been with him um, uh, ever since. I can only imagine the conversation with between yourself and the seven deuce deuce of Adam Knapp encouraging you to go over to uh, Teddy Parks. I uh, I can only imagine the the vernaculars that he was coming up with in in uh, his energetic way. Dude, that guy, that guy is one of a kind. I've known that guy and his family since I was probably 
12 years old. He actually stayed at my house for about two months uh, yeah. last year. And uh, that's my boy. Love that guy. Absolutely. He's, uh, I actually did one, one of these of with him. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I, I, um, I think I heard. I think I heard some of it. He um, uh, told me to listen. For sure, yeah. I know it was an excellent interview. We actually ended up having to do two with him because uh, he was a little bit too candid the first time, of course. The seven deuce deuce. Uh, tough to filter him here and there, but uh, excellent to hear that the two of you are uh, are good buddies because uh, that just proves it's going to be a great interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a um, uh, good guy. I don't know if I'm quite like him. He's a little bit more uh, out outspoken, I would say. So, uh, yeah. Well, we can deal with... Uh, with, with some dusty pipes. Um, speaking of, uh, that's that's a name that uh, you've gotten quite a bit since turning pro. Uh, like I'm, I'm a fan of it. Just the the whole uh, it's kind of a it's got a, a sports sounding to it. But uh, I I have a feeling that you 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 prefer uh, Dustin pipes. But uh, are you are you you're partial to one or the other? Um, you know, it honestly really doesn't matter to me. It's um, I think it's you know dusty pipes. Everyone likes to say that. So I mean. If they want to call me that, that's fine. If they want to call me Dustin, I mean, that's fine, too. I mean, I'll um, uh, answer to both. Fair enough. Now, uh, moving into the season, like, obviously, you're coming back from a collarbone. Did you get that plated, or uh, how, what was the recovery like for that collarbone? Um, no, I actually didn't need to get it plated. Um, I actually just let it set, and it took way longer than I thought it was. But, I mean, uh, that kind of happens, and sometimes the um, uh, healing process doesn't go how you want it to, but um, they said they said I didn't need to fit it. I broke it pretty clean. It wasn't too misplaced. I just got a little bop there, and um, yeah, I mean it sucks, but I mean it happens. Right on. So you're you're moving into the season. Uh, you're planning on having a, a full outdoor season with um, on your Suzuki, I believe. I saw some pictures. You've got two Suzukis all all ready to go uh, for for once the gate drops in Hangtown this weekend. Uh, what's your mindset going in? I know uh, we spoke uh, over the phone uh, or like uh, mm-hmm. last week, and you were mentioning that uh, it was all about confidence coming in, and that you wanted to have a really strong first round. Uh, talk about talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, Hangtown, uh, Hangtown is a track that's only about two hours from me. Um, uh, I've ridden there all my life and, um, I'm really, really comfortable, you know, riding there. And I think, uh, I think that was the main reason why I didn't want to race Glen Helen. Um, I mean, I definitely wanted to be at Glen Helen and I actually pulled out the like last Wednesday just so I didn't feel ready. And I think, you know, going in on a track that you're, com- that you're confident on, and that you think you can do really good on is um, is really good for your confidence and really good to start and, re- and really good for the season. And um, you know, Hankstown's a great track. It's one of the nar- it's one of the gnarly ones. And um, I think I can do good there. I think I can. Uh, I think I can definitely open some eyes. So, will you be riding under the the, the TPJ uh, flag still, or will you be uh, running under your your own deal? Um, I'll definitely be running all their gear, all their sponsors, um, all all their graphics, all that. But um, I'm going to be in my van and doing that whole thing. I'm actually not doing all the outdoors. Okay. I'm doing just the uh, West Coast, and then I'm going to college and stuff, and doing kind of that thing until until next year's until next year's SX season. But uh, definitely running all the TPJ stuff. So, so- nothing changed there. What uh, what are you studying in school? Um, I'm gonna go for sports marketing. 
so you know kind of stay in the field i'm uh i um i love sports you know whether it's baseball basketball football racing um mm-hmm. i've always been really really into it so i kind of want to stay in that field definitely something that you'd know quite a bit about and definitely uh, performing at the professional level of any sport gets you gives you an in-depth in- perspective on uh, on the the realities that come with professional sport. A lot of times, a lot of uh, like either the, whether you call them bench racers or armchair quarterbacks, uh, mm-hmm. they'd like to think that they understand the the intricacies of the professional ranks. But once you're really there, and once you get to like really immerse yourself in it, it's a whole different beast, is it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I think having that having that uh having that insight will only kinda help will only kinda help me in that field. Um college is pretty new to me. It's gonna be my first first time starting it here in about a month, so pretty um uh excited but I'm pretty nervous about it too. Right on. So uh we wish you the best of luck with that, but before you go to school, how many nationals will you end up com- competing in this year? Um I'm going to do four. I'm going to be doing Hangtown, Colorado, Washougal, and Utah, as well as Mammoth, the um, uh, Verb Cup, uh, which is at uh, Oakfield Raceway. And uh, that's kind of my plans for the summer. I mean, I'm going to be doing local races probably every week, too. I'm a uh, racer. I just can't make it to the East Coast this year with, you know, the money situation. But uh, I'm definitely going to be racing every week. For sure. Uh, yeah, of course, you sound like you're going to be on the bike. Uh, do you plan on doing any riding schools at all, or is that something that you uh, uh, enjoy doing? Um, you know, I've never really kind of done that. I'm, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that really likes to give advice either. Um, I don't know, not, not that I'm a bad guy or I wouldn't give advice, but I'm just, I don't know, I feel like if I tell somebody the wrong thing or something like that, then it's going to come back to me. So I'm pretty kind of re reserved in that sense. Excellent. So, uh, like, uh, just after we uh, we talk a lot about your um, your whole career and like the the how you got to where you're at. So let, let's let's turn back the clocks a little bit. Let's go back to before uh, TPJ. Let's go back before uh, there was uh, fly racing and all that fun stuff. Let's go back to your first bike. Um, what was that? What was that motorcycle? And how did you get introduced to the sport of motocross? All right, for sure. Um, so my family runs CMA, California Motorcycle Association, and uh, they've been doing that since before I was born. My dad rode, my, uh, my uncle rode, and, um, and my first bike was when I was about six. It was a, a PW50. used to ride it in the front yard, and um, first race was on that at a race called Little Oki, where I decided to get a berm pinned because I thought it was a jump and absolutely weed my brains out. Um, so, I mean, racing's kind of been in my blood. Um, my parents introduced me to it at a pretty young age, and I've always had a track to go ride on. Uh, racing's a big part of my family, and uh, my mom, my dad, my aunt, they're all involved in my uh, racing since I was six till right now. So, um, you know, starting there at my fa- at my family's tracks, which went into going to amateur nationals and doing all that, Loretta Lynn's, Punka, all that, until, you know, turning pro and kind of going through this scene. Excellent. So, um, like, where, where did you end up, like, like, those tracks that you were riding growing up, like, what were some of the tracks that you really gravitated to or that you really enjoyed down in uh, Southern California? 
Um, I'm not I'm not a SoCal guy. Oh, okay, so, sorry. Um, My yeah. mistake. No, no, uh... it's all right. <laughs> I am not a SoCal guy. I can't do the traffic. I'm about four hours north. Okay. I hate going to SoCal, but I have to do it. That traffic is just, oh, it's so annoying. Fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's not something that we deal yeah. with at all here, so uh, I can't even yeah. begin to imagine. Yeah, it is It is horrible. But, uh, yeah, I mainly grew up racing tracks called Little Oki and um, uh, Hanford, which were a couple of my parents' tracks. And then, you know, when I went down south, obviously, it was the Glen Helen, the Paris, um, all those main tracks over there. Um, a little bit north of me, I always rode um, uh, Hollister Hills, which used to have a GP uh, there. And uh, I kind of grew up just mainly around my parents' tracks. Right on. So which one of those so- SoCal tracks would you consider to be worth the drive? Like the one that, uh, if it's a good track, you know it's going to be a good day at the track, uh, that you don't mind the, the traffic and the drive? Um, You know, I think, honestly, I think Glen Helen is pretty horrible on the weekdays. Perfect. I mean, for the national, it looked it looked so good. But for the weekdays, it, I think it absolutely sucks. I mean, if you want to go race Glen Helen and ride Glen Helen and Hit the hills, I'd say hit that. But I think the best track down south is probably Comp Edge for me. But if you want to go and see a bunch of fast dudes, probably go to Milestone. That's where they all hang out. It's right in the scene. Definitely. I know uh, when I went down there, I think we spent two full days and one evening down there. And uh, it's just littered with pros. Everyone from uh, Matasevich to... Uh, Weimer, Tedesco, I believe Anderson was there. Like it's uh, that's basically the spot to see the who's who uh, of the motocross industry. It's really cool to see all that too, because uh, obviously motocross is very much unlike any uh, any other sport. Like you can't take your your NASCAR to the track and go ride with Tony, like race with Tony Stewart or spin some laps with him. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the local hockey rink up north where we get cold enough to have outdoor ice and go play uh, and and shoot the puck around with um, with a, a top fight top flight player like that or, or throw the football around with Joe Montana. But with motocross, mm-hmm. you can you can uh, be riding along and then all of a sudden later on that day, you can look at yourself on a Racer X video with uh, Michael Essie passing you. That might have happened in 2010. Who knows? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really cool. And uh, have you experienced any kind of odd um, fan interaction with, with guys who are kind of in awe of the uh, the skills that you guys have on the bike? Um, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, I mean, you're, I mean, everybody that really races pros is probably like the fastest guy at their tracks, you know, one of the one or two. So I think, you know, every time you go out to the track, there's always someone that's pretty pumped on a different line that you're hitting or like a way you're hitting a corner. And I think that's pretty normal for, you know, all the, you know, 60 guys or whatever that's going and racing. Fair enough. That's, I don't uh, think, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I haven't had anything weird. I mean, I I mean, I wish I had something cool to tell you. Like, some chick came up and said something cool to me, but I don't have anything cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, no, uh, no no, one asking you to uh, sign their uh, their chest in any type of way? Or have you, uh, been, have you had the honor of doing so in your pro career so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've done that, but... You know, after a while, it's kind of a little normal. And usually the girls that do that, you don't really want to talk to anyway. So 
kind of just you know move them along get uh, get that out of the way and then on to bigger and better things like making sure that yeah. Suzuki is dialed right in now why why oh, yeah. Suzuki um it's uh it's obviously it's a great bike uh it hasn't changed a whole lot over the years so like uh you very well could be on a 2013 and no one would be the wiser um but yeah mm-hmm. why why go to the 2013 or to the Suzuki in general um because I know you've you've been on those for quite some time yeah, you know, I uh, they actually started helping me out when I was a B rider, okay. and I just I just love the bikes. Um, I think they turn turn the best. I've ridden a couple other bikes. Um, I wasn't switched to Honda a couple years ago, and I got one. Absolutely hated it. Um, I think you know they just turn the best. I think the motors they have a solid motor package stock. You know, right out of the crate. I think the suspension needs a little bit of work, but once you get it done and get it worked, I think that I think it's I think it's primo. And I think you know I, I don't think I don't think you can go wrong with those bikes. Totally. Now, as far as bike setup, do you pride yourself on uh, being a pretty decent uh, uh, test rider to pick things out on your bike, uh, or else um, do you ever need any help in doing so? And uh, as far as doing work on the bike, do you do it all yourself, or do you have someone who helps you? Um, um, my, my mechanic, Redane Dixon from Snuffy Racing does all the work on my bikes. So he's my best friend. He's a, uh, he's a bad dude and he works 110% for, for me. And, uh, he absolutely kills it. And, uh, as far as testing, I think I'm a, re- I think I'm a really good tester. I definitely know how to set up bikes good. I definitely know how to set up good solid motor pack, mo- motor packages and really good, suspension for 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 the bikes i think i definitely have one of the better privateer bikes out there definitely no it's uh you were able to uh put it into the main a few times this this last uh this last year and and had some good rides uh would you say that it's harder to set up a bike for supercross or outdoors um you know i think probably indoors just because the suspension you know, it's so hard to get the bike to want to turn good as well as hit as be stiff enough to hit the jumps and hit the whoops and all that. It's definitely definitely more more you gotta fiddle more with the bike there and mess with the clickers and do all that. Just because, you know, if you wanna make it corner good, you're gonna give up something else for the jumps or, or for the whoops. And I think I think SX is probably a little bit harder. Excellent. Now it's time for a commercial break. So, uh, how about you throw it to commercial for us? Check out these commercials on Big MX Radio. So, do you like stuff or possibly things? How about a huge selection of motocross and street bike gear from apparel brands like Troy Designs, Alias? Icon, and power bands, every single color you can think of. How about 25 years of custom suspension and motor service for a full service shop, all of which you can find at Capital Motorsports. Mention this Big MX podcast to receive a VP gas can with spout for only $40, as well as 100% off your next set of motocross tires. Just kidding, we can't back that up, but ask for about it anyway. Check out Capital Motorsports at 157 St. Anne's Road, Winnipeg, Manitoba. 
or call them not so toll free at 204-237-6686. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF 450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check that out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at 1-888-482-7782. Boom! West Side! And we're back with Dustin Pipes, the 181 machine on his Suzuki, getting ready for Hangtown this weekend. Um, what's uh, What do you like about Hangtown, Dustin? Hangtown, you know, I think it's just one of the roughest tracks out there. It's got the hills, um, it's got the bumps, it's got everything you need. Um, it's kind of a little slick and not really one of the services I probably like riding the most, but um, it's way different for the National, and I'm sure we'll have it going good. It's it's definitely one of the top tire packs on the circuit. Excellent. So do you have access to a spec tire, or uh, if not, which uh, which tire do you think you're going to select for uh, that type of soil? Um, as far as a spec tire, I guess it kind of, it kind of depends on the uh, mood of the guys over there, but... <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll um, uh, sling me one over there, but probably probably for Hangtown, you'll probably see me run in a 32 front and a 32 rear with practice. Um, probably for the motos, I'll be switching to the 52s, maybe a 72 front, um, just because I don't, I don't like the front to push some, and I like the 72s a little bit better. But, I mean, it's so hard throughout the day. That track changes so much from practice to the last moto. You really got to be on your game when it comes to traction and with the tires. Absolutely. That's uh, that's kind of a um, Russian roulette in terms of the tire. You really have to figure out whether or not uh, it's going to going to work for you and if it's not it can go really badly uh obviously not Mm -hmm. having the traction out there for 35 plus two uh can be a bit of a nightmare um let's get back to some of uh some of your how you're growing up and stuff like that um who did you grow up uh riding with for the most part um probably who i grew up riding with the most would be uh casey henson he's another pro Mm -hmm. um pretty much my older brother growing up he lived like 10 minutes from me so I mainly just rode with him, um, Mike and Jeff A. Lessie also. Um, I'm pretty good friends with Mike and kind of that whole crew. So they would always come out. They would always come out to my dad's place and kind of help me out with riding and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's probably the crew, probably Henson and Mike and Jeff. And that was main people I rode with. All right. Now my next question is a little bit. Uh, um a little bit uh, maybe maybe poorly timed based on your last answer there but uh as far as uh, moto dads go like how did your dad approach your racing and and your his support of uh, of your racing and uh what was the craziest moto dad you ever did come across man um you know i'm gonna say the craziest moto dad wasn't tony, tony lessie oh. and this is coming from someone that that doesn't agree with all the stuff he does 
Yeah. But, um, yeah, the craziest moto dad, there's this guy, uh, that would race my dad's races and he had his kid fake, fake birth certificate. Mm-hmm. His kid was just, uh, like three or four years older for, for his class. And he was just kicking everyone's butt. And, um, I, I don't know. I don't know how people can, you know, want to, I don't know how they have their kids lie when they're such a young age and stuff. And that, that, that definitely kind of caught me off guard. Those guys cheating, cheating with their age and stuff. That was probably the craziest thing. Um, as far as my dad, um, he just wants to make sure that I get, that I am a get, that I give it my all. And as long as I'm going out there and I'm trying my hardest, then he's going to support me 110%. And, um, you know, he, he, uh, helps me out a ton with my, uh, racing and as long as he sees that i'm you know putting forth the effort and putting forth the time and putting in the practice and doing all doing all i can to be good you know he's gonna back me i could say that uh he's really not one of the not well not one of the gnarlier ones um there's that de- he definitely has his moments when he uh thinks i can do better and you know wants me to get a little bit of fire 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 in my eyes but uh he's a uh he's a, a good dude he's pretty uh, laid back for sure. So is, is that uh, something that you were able to be successful with? Like um, as an athlete, a lot of times there's different athletes that uh, some like to be yelled at or, or kind of feed off of that uh, almost negative energy to, to kind of rise above. Some some riders need to be coddled a little bit and, and uh, with a softer approach. Um, how, uh, how, how How is it growing up with you? Uh, like how is it um, your mindset when you were getting uh needed a little bit of a boost what fired you up or uh what, what worked best in those types of scenarios to make sure that the 532 machine was going good oh man you're bringing it you're bringing it way back that's those are some way back numbers right there that 532 it looks like that's um, yeah, 05 you're on hard. yeah that is yeah that is way back but um <laughs> you know i think i think you know it's good to have a boost but i think it's also good to know you, to know as a as a as a dad and as a parent when that when that time is you know when you're I just know for me when I when I came off a bad moto I knew it right you know I knew it right when I crossed the finish line I could have done better mm-hmm. and you know that that wasn't something that I wanted you know like I wasn't pumped on my on my finish and I think you know you know you got to know as a parent when the right time is to push. And I think right when you come off of the track, when your emotions are highest and stuff probably isn't the right time. You know, I think, I think boosts are great and they motivate the hell out of me. And I know they probably do for a ton of other kids, but I think knowing the right time to do it is uh, pretty crucial. Absolute. Um, so you, like before, uh, like I don't want to pry too much into your, uh, your, uh, the, the gear you wore back in the day, but, um, uh, that whole, uh, when you were riding with the JT staff, was that something that you, uh, got that connection through the Alessi family? Cause you were both wearing, uh, the X brand goggles and, uh, and using the, uh, the JT racing staff. Actually, no, um, that was from my buddy, John, that works at, uh, Transworld. Okay. Um, I actually had my gear before Mike and Jeff. Everyone Ooh. says I got it from them and it is so annoying. It pisses me off so much. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, my um, friend. Don't yell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. It makes me mad. They're always like, "Man, you're only wearing it because they are." But uh, no, actually, uh, yeah, I got it from my buddy John. The um, X brand hookup 
was that was that was definitely through Michael. I was with VZ before that, and um, just wanted to get into some different goggles. And Rich over at X Brand hooked me up, and uh, you know I'm so pumped to be there. Honestly, they have the best frames that I've ever put on my face. I can't even imagine putting on another goggle. They are they are great. That's test. That's testimony that you can appreciate. Of course, this show is sponsored by X Brand Goggles. They're our title sponsor for the whole show, and we really appreciate them coming on. And uh, Brad. great to hear that you had great things to say about the goggles. I personally love them, and that's why I approached them to begin with to support the show because I genuinely support the brand. Because, uh, like you said, possibly the most comfortable frame out there. Um, so, lo- local track that you absolutely dominated at. Local tracks. Pretty much, there's this track called Madera Fairgrounds, mm-hmm. um, five minutes from my house that my parents ran. If you beat me there, you were a bad dude. Like, honestly, I would get out of I would get out of school, call my dad. He'd come pick me up, and we'd go moto at this place. It's not there anymore, which bums me out. It's mm-hmm. literally just a parking lot that they use swap meets on just for Sunday, and wow. it bums me out every time I drive by there. But that was like my track. Lot. Yeah, a lot of good memories. <laughs> Bums me out. So, who did you uh, who did you look up to growing up? Like, what was uh, which rider that uh, kind of stuck out? Were you a, a McGrath fan or or uh, McGrath. who stuck out to you? Yeah, McGrath. McGrath for sure, McGrath. And um, I actually got to meet him and stuff. Um, my parents ran a bunch of races that he went and did kind of later in his later in his career, mm-hmm. and I got to meet him. And he is. He's one of the coolest down-to-earth guys I've probably ever met. You know, I was such in awe of him and just getting to shake his hand, and he was he was absolutely he was absolutely a rad dude. And you know, his whole style he was he was a king of style. His knack knacks. He was the baddest dude for sure. That uh, that goes into my next question. Um, when you were do when you were like you said you were motoring down at that at that your your track five minutes away. Um, when you kind of develop the skills that you use, uh, basically to to bridge that next gap, did you do a lot of play riding or did you do a lot of drills? You know, I really haven't done a lot of play riding. You know, I definitely love to go mm-hmm. hit some single trail. I mean, it is absolutely so fun. But you know, and my dad. Um, you know, building tracks and stuff. I probably, you know, I mean, I was out there when they were building tracks, hitting some random lines and making my own kind of tracks and doing that thing. But I think really the main thing, I kind of, uh, kind of, you know, rode the tracks. We always had practice. My dad had like three, like three different tracks. Mm-hmm. And er- and everyone would ride practice Tuesday night at one, Wednesday night at another, Thursday night at another. And it was just always a cycle. And I think, you know, always having a place to ride and good dudes to ride with kind of made me made me progress throughout the ranks. For sure, no, it's it uh, definitely uh, uh, there's two sides to the coin. I know a lot of guys who uh, they develop their skills through a lot of just play riding and having fun out there, just kind of trying some stuff. And there's other guys who, mm-hmm. like for myself, I don't like. I can't remember the last time I actually went to a sand pit or uh, a non racetrack formatted riding spot like I, I i need my laps to go in i need to work on corners otherwise I just kind of seem to be tooling around not getting too much done but uh um, seems to be the same for yourself yeah yeah i mean um i mean i definitely go and you know play around and do all that thing i actually have a sand track that i ride to down the street from my house that's okay. absolutely sick nice so i kind of do that a lot but i mean you know the drills kind of get tired 
uh, after a little bit. Sometimes you got to mix it up, but I mean, for sure, track time and putting in fast laps and getting your laps is, is the uh, way that's going to make you go faster. So, do you have any uh, do you have any freestyle tricks in your bag, or uh, is it all dead sailors? <sighs> no way. I can barely even whip it. You won't even see me doing like a handy whip or anything like that. I'm uh. I mean, I guess I could do a mean, like, tear-off pool and stuff, but, like, other nice. than that, other than that, I'm not too good. When I was on um, uh, 80s, I did all those can-cans and heel clickers and was trying to be cool and stuff. Now I just want to kind of go fast. That's my thing. Fair enough. So would you categorize yourself as more of a calculated technical rider or an aggressive, kind of wide-open, uh, make a few mistakes but make up for it with aggression? Um, you know, I think, I think I'm more calculated, which is probably one of my downfalls. Okay. Uh, I think you got to have a little bit of both. You got to be, you got to be a gnarly dude out there and you got to be willing to hang it out. And that's something that I'm trying to work on and, um, you know, push the envelope. You know, every guy out there is not going to give you an inch and sometimes you just got to go take it. And sometimes you need that aggression that I'm going to go get it no matter what I'm making the pass right here. And sometimes you need that way more than being, than being calculated. Cause you know, the other third, the other 39 guys on the gate, you know, they don't care. They, they want to beat you. This is a man's sport. And, uh, sometimes you just gotta go take it from them and gotta get a little aggressive. Perfect. No, that's a strong statement. Did you ride any uh, arena crosses as you went into the pro ranks uh, to not only gain some experience but uh, some earn some cash? And uh, I know that uh, riding arena crosses is a great proving ground to really cultivate that aggressive riding style because there's not a whole lot of room to pass out there. But uh, you're not exactly the the most slender guy in the group, so you maybe be a throw throw your weight around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, usually guys don't really want to go into me because the next corner I'm going to hit them pretty good. So yeah. never really needed to ride to ride the uh, to ride the uh, AX stuff. It wasn't a requirement for me, mm-hmm. but I definitely think now it's a uh, it's a really good place to ride and to learn how to race SX. I think a lot of guys are getting a lot better doing it like that and riding the tight tracks, and uh, I think it does a lot of good to the uh, sport now. Definitely now. Um... Uh, like I said, we kind of cover this with who, who inspires your riding style. I guess you kind of take a bit of uh, um, uh, McGrath's uh, calculatedness on the track, but also uh, you must have grown up watching Carmichael quite a bit, so you maybe pull a little bit of his aggression, correct? Yeah, you know, I never was a Carmichael guy, no? you know? He was the guy that went and dethroned McGrath, and no, I was sure. so bitter over that. I never liked him. I've actually talked to him a few times. He's a super cool dude. You, did but you man, tell him you don't was, like him? Hell no! <laughs> Ricky Carmichael, man. No kidding. Yeah, I know. The goat. Yeah. That's fair yeah, enough. But, no, no, I just I thought that'd be funny because I know uh, I, I met my uh, my favorite uh, my favorite quarterback growing up. I, I grew up playing football when I was very young, and I met him when I was like ten or eleven. <laughs> and I remember telling him that I hated him as when he played for a different team, but I liked him when he played for us, and he said that's the most honest thing any uh, fans ever told him. So it would have been funny, yeah. if, uh, interesting to see if you had uh, given uh, given the goat a little bit of gears. But, um, no, but, I couldn't uh, so do who, it. I couldn't do it. Who other than uh, McGrath um, inspired your style? 
Um, you know, I honestly, I did a lot of riding schools when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of say, like, I did the, the um, uh, Danny Magoo ones. Um, nice. So I did those. He was a really close friend to, to my Emma family. So I did those. I uh, did the Donnie Hanson ones. Um, and I kind of did some local ones around here. But I think the probably other guy who influenced my style the most would be Shannon Nide. Nye Day, and that was when I was about a B rider. He was the guy that worked with Dungey, worked with Canard and Warp, okay. and all those, all those re- really great, all those really great riders. And Put I think he probably level. influenced my style the most. Right on. So, uh, who are your biggest rivals growing up? I know I see a picture here uh, that uh, the two, you're uh, pulling a start on Jeff Alessi. Is that uh, a kid uh, that you bang bars with quite a bit? Yeah, yeah. Me as and well uh, Nicholas me and Jeff used to race. Used to race pretty pretty heavy i'd i'd say the local kid that i used to ride a lot with and race with every weekend was this kid called nick baker yeah number um, 300 he, on the yamaha oh yeah yeah you got that um uh, you got that uh picture up there yeah. um he was a super fast kid and he would race all my dad's races week weekend and week out and now is the kid i kind of bang bars with um in terms of like um uh, amateur nationals it'd be like paluzzi you know those kind of guys Fair enough. So um, I gotta ask, what is your best seven deuce deuce story? Best seven deuce deuce story. Oh man, gosh. You know he, that dude just like starts rapping out of nowhere. We'd be like driving home from the gym, and he just like throws in a CD with like just beats on there, and just tries to rap. And some of them come out sick, and some of them come out kind of corny. But he's just the funniest dude ever. That's that's pretty much the only. I mean, he's really not that crazy, other than he likes to rap and he likes to have a good time, and um, he's just full of energy and full attitude, and he's not gonna let anyone else bum bum him out. Bum him out. So, I mean, I don't really have any like super cool stories from him. For sure, <laughs> he's, just no, a no, he's, he's just a normal dude. Boundless energy with the the seven deuce deuce. We hope that his meniscus issues are uh, going to be behind him soon. Uh, that he uh, his knee he'll, his knee will be back, and the two of you will be back in the gym. Uh, speaking of you going to the gym, I know uh, that you were head you were there earlier today. Um, yeah, being like you you and Adam, honestly, you're both built like a brick shit house, and yeah. Uh, like neither one of you are very all that slender. You see a lot of like guys like Barsha and uh, even Villapoto. They're super little, and the two yeah. of you, like uh, especially like no, I noticed actually a lot of the privateers as well. I like, even say a, a Weston Pike. Um, mm-hmm. You see to uh, really enjoy not only going to the gym and training, but uh, putting some size on and uh, and getting strong for those motos. Um, what kind of role does the training play in your uh, your repertoire, and uh, and and why key up on the the putting on some 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 serious uh, muscle to uh, throw the bike around? You know, honestly, I think with like the muscles and stuff, I think a lot of that is you know kind of you know my my dad's a big dude, Adam's dad's a big dude, Weston's yeah. dad's a big dude, and I think we're just big dudes also. Fair I enough. think. If you try to play, like, go with any of us at the gym, whether it be Weston, me, or Adam, I think we're going to surprise you by, like, how well we can run and how well we can tackle and do all that. I think we're all super bad dudes. We're just not very slender, and I think that's just kind of our makeup. And it's one of our downfalls being in a sport where being little, you know, is 
the best way to go because you'll get more totally. horsepower on the bike and stuff. But, you know, I think all three of us definitely work our ass off in the gym. And, um, you know, I think we're just bigger dudes and we need to learn how to start a little bit better because, uh, you know, starting against guys that are like 150 isn't very good. We need to go, we need to go move them away, move them out of the corner, out of the uh, first corner there. Oh, I can only imagine the the type of advantage a guy like Jimmy Dakotas would have on you because I like uh, what do you, what are you weighing at? Weighing at uh, right now, I'm at 190, so I'm a little big right now. Um, yeah. I really haven't been able to work out. I've, I've been having some chest problems and okay. stuff. I actually got hurt at um, uh, Oakland really bad too, and had to miss some rounds before my wreck at Daytona. So I really haven't been working out all that much just I haven't been able to do a lot but um uh yeah so 190 I need to get down to probably 180 though and hopefully I'll be there by Lakewood fair enough no it's uh it's great to see that you guys are are, are really training hard and getting getting after it in the gym and uh, nothing wrong with uh with having a little bit exercise on you, definitely uh, late in the motos uh, when those guys are exasperated, I'm sure you're able to uh, make up those those inches that are uh, um, that are gained on you on the start. So uh, I think it, it definitely plays into the strengths of, of your body type, and uh, uh, also when when you do end up hitting the ground, having a little bit more uh, like honestly something that I noticed uh, from like I'm uh, about about 200 pounds, but I've fairly uh, muscular body type to uh, to take those big hits. Whereas, like I used to do freestyle skiing, and I would go up over top of the uh, the half pipe, deck out, like hit the hit the the top of the the coping at from twenty feet up, and pop back up like nothing happened. Whereas, uh, if a if a smaller person had done the same thing, uh, they're probably going to the hospital. So, um, that's yeah. something that definitely plays into your strengths. Yeah, you know, I you know, I definitely think it's um, I, I definitely think it's good to have some muscle. Yeah. But I think you know, like a lot of things with those falls, I think it's I think it's also important to be really, really flexible and to be able to stretch. Yeah. And when you take those falls, for your body to be able to tumble and be put in weird, weird places without without getting strains. Totally. I and think being yeah, I think being being uh, flexible and getting all your stretching done and stuff is um, one of the best things you could do for those uh, for those uh, big falls. Yeah, and also knowing how to fall, like uh, experience, obviously you don't want to have to learn how to fall with many of falls, but uh, learn yeah. how to uh, avoid um, sticking certain limbs out or, or uh, kind of uh, uh-huh. knowing how to do that whole tuck and roll thing. Obviously, that's not really something you'd practice, but something that you'd be conscious of if there was uh, an opportunity to uh, hit the deck. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the main thing for me is like, when you fall, you know you're going to fall and when it's yeah. going to be a hard fall if you're going to jump. For me, like, I've fallen a lot and I've fallen a ton and breaking a bunch of bones. The main thing that I try to do is just, you know, I kind of just take a deep breath and exhale and just get loose. Yeah. You know, I think if you're stiff as a board, you're going to get hurt. And I just try to be as loose as possible. You know, I think that's the best thing you can do is just try to be loose and try to be limber. And, you know, you're not going to suck it up if you're going to flex. For you sure. know, you just got to roll through it. Definitely. Well, enough of that negative talk. I don't want to uh, get too many yeah. negative uh, thoughts into your head before you take on uh, um, Hangtown this weekend. I know you're going to have a lot of success. So let's jump straight into the 204 Skate Shop, Would You Rather. Of course, this is a PG show because we can't do Who'd You Rather. Otherwise, this would just be a list of, of monster girls. But... Um, uh, let's, um, let's run these down. You have to pick one or the other. 
can't waffle has to be basically a, a quick answer and this uh, this segment of the show brought to you by 204 skate shop out on Main Street Selkirk Manitoba they're sponsored this section of the show obviously my my co-host Chris Mellon the owner of 204 skate shop doing some financials for that business right now he's not able to join me and Dustin on the air right now but uh, we thank them for sponsoring this portion of the show uh, the 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 would you rather portion uh, are you ready Dustin yep shoot perfect Okay, so the first one, motocross or supercross? Uh, supercross, super way easier. Motocross <laughs> is way gnarlier. 35-minute motos twice. No doubt. No, I uh, couldn't even imagine. I think our, our local B motos are 15 minutes. Uh, and that's, <laughs> yeah. That's when the checkered flag goes. Uh, <laughs> sour cream or guacamole? Uh, guacamole is better for you, so let's go with that. Okay, fair enough. RM85 or CR85? CR. That's uh, what, what I rode. what uh, I rode. Uh, Cali or Florida? Cali, for sure. Uh, a hot lowered sports car or a lifted truck? Uh, can I say neither? Which would you I just want like a regular, just, just a diesel. Okay, well, that that falls just go on, that, diesel. That, that falls, all right, that's uh, option C is a regular diesel truck. I'll, I'll give you okay, that one cool. because not everyone's got the flavor for a lifted one. Um, okay, cool. Blondes or brunettes? Uh, blonde. Rap or rock? Rock. For motos sure, rock. Or I listen to rap. Uh, motos. 250 or 450? This one should be easy. Four, four, 450 for sure. Two stroke or four stroke in terms of fun? Four stroke. Ah. Four stroke. Uh, Chipotle or In N Out Burger? In N Out. California, man. Uh, McGrath or RC? McGrath. And the question on everybody's mind vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. Perfect. Right on. That's, vanilla, that's yeah. fairly painless. The two zero four skate shop. Would you rather? Just some fun questions to to get uh, to break the ice a little bit and uh, and uh, introduce in, introduce a little bit of levity to the the closing moments of our uh, our, our talk tonight. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am. Uh, had a good time. Absolutely. No, this was solid, man. I really very well, very, very well spoken, uh, very candid. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, if you wouldn't be so kind as to uh, list off those sponsors for us to give them a shout out, uh, as well as some contact information. If, uh, if any um, sponsors that would hear this would like to contact you in any way, maybe leave an email uh, and um, or even some for some fans who can uh, leave you some encouraging words as you head out to Sacramento to uh, race Hangtown. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I just want to thank everyone that has uh, sponsored me this year. Madeira, Honda, and Suzuki, they um, uh, hooked me up with a bike this year, and uh, they're pretty much the reason I'm going riding, along with Carl Nelson Insurance and TPJ Fly Racing. Um, Race Tech has helped me out a ton this year. Snuffy Racing, Yoshimura, X-Brand Goggles, ODI, Guts, Guts Graphics, DT1 Filters, Dunlop, VP Racing, Recluse, Lucas Oil, Bolt, A, Serbies, ProMotoFan.com, Vortex, New Era CrossFit, Works Connection, Matrix Concepts, MotoHose, and Gelfer. And um, every one of those companies have just um, went, went above and beyond for me this year. 
and uh, have really helped out my my program this year. And um, yeah, if you want to get 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 a I'm a hold get a hold of me and help me with my racing, um, my email is moto five three two. That's M O T O five three two at SBC Global dot net. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on here to the big big MX radio talk show. And uh, I uh, had a great, great time. Excellent, man. Really appreciate you coming on, and we'll do this again. Best of luck to you in Hangtown. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.